You're listening to the Tripping Off Podcast. Welcome to 2021. We all learned some things about ourselves this year in 2020, and maybe you're looking to improve yourself in 2021. However, so many people start the year with great intentions, but lose motivation and drive rapidly as the year progresses. Today, we're going to fix that. I'm joined by Rebecca, a body positive personal trainer in downtown Orlando and the owner of at Redemptive Rebecca Training. I'm also joined by my wife, Joy, at Joy underscore Lion underscore, who is a national title holding hip hop dance choreographer and performer. She also somehow manages to put up with my unique brand of crazy. Together, we talk about how the difference between goals and identity can hack your brain and make your 2021 a success rather than a flop. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> we can just make whale noises the whole time. people so we're gonna get real real close and intimate that's gonna be great but i i am uh wanted to have you on here to talk about and ask about motivation because i think like 2021's here everyone gets like into this two-month motivational craze before they go right back to everything that they were doing before (laughs) and i know that's huge for what you do and kind of huge for what you do as well so i'm here with Redemptive Rebecca, Rebecca, and with my wife, Joy Lyon. What's up, y'all? Hey, hey. <laughs> so, uh, so that people understand uh, kind of like what you do, Joy, can you introduce yourself first? Like what you do, what you're about? Yeah, I am a hip-hop choreographer, dancer, just entrepreneur. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I teach students. I have choreographed pieces. I have danced for Disney and lots of other things all over Orlando, Florida. And I'm very about, you know, helping kids and helping everybody kind of widen their minds on what dancing and movement is. Absolutely. Love it. And Rebecca, what do you do? Uh, I'm a personal trainer in downtown Orlando. I also train online. Um, my big message is body positivity and uh, just helping others feel good and not feel obsessive with fitness and going into fitness culture and setting all these beauty standards, but using fitness as a source of self-love instead of self-punishment. So, yeah. Which is so kind of countercultural in a lot of ways, right? Yeah. Like absolutely. so much of the stuff is all about, geez, I, I ran into an individual online who like reached out to me, reposted one of my videos and I was like, oh, that's really cool. And they had like half a million followers. I'm like, wow, that's crazy on Instagram. Can't do that anymore these days. Uh, <laughs> but I like reached back out to them like, hey, that's really cool. Like if you're interested, like we should like talk about like what we do. And they're like, oh, I have a curated page. It's like, what's a curated page? So I got talking to this individual. None of the pictures are of them. They they steal all these pictures from supermodels and they curate them onto an Instagram page with half a billion followers. It's some guy in South America. <laughs> oh my god. You Which know, I was like, to each his own, you know? Yeah, I mean, 
they're probably all photoshopped too (laughs) like airbrushed and like everybody's like wow I want to look like that Mm. and it's like an impossible standard we're all chasing and there's half a million people watching that impossible standard thinking maybe one day I can look like that and it's like the guy in the picture doesn't even look like that like (laughs) no he uh he sent me his profile and I clicked on his profile he's got 1500 followers and like he tries to model and so like I don't know he's probably not gonna listen to this so I hope I'm not calling it out too much he's a very attractive guy but it's not he's not a supermodel right it's not this airbrushed overdone unrealistic expectations of fake reality that got them the half a million (laughs) right I like how we define that as supermodel too is like almost like over exaggerated like yeah photoshop like like a hot attractive person isn't a supermodel they're just a person but like a supermodel like especially an insta supermodel is Mm. one that's like overly photoshopped and airbrushed and like looking like i don't know just very hyper edited and it's almost become normalized where it's like that's the majority of i guess the fitspo community Yeah, and I see, like, pictures all the time of girls who, like, they're, like, videos of them putting on makeup and stuff like that. And they take, like, an hour and a half to just, like, present themselves in a day, you know? Right. So that way they're Instagram and photable, you know, photable, is that a word? I don't know. We're going to make it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, photo ready, you know? And so I just, like, oh. Like, I want to just, like, hold them and hug them and be like, you're beautiful without it all. Like, just love yourself. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. When you say fitspo, because I didn't even know what that meant until you kind of explained it. Can you explain what that means? Because I'm I'm not in touch with that type of community at all. And so you've, like, (laughs) brought me into a culture that I am just beginning to open my eyes to. And I think you're very much right when we talk about, like, supermodel. I think you know, the word super means extra out of the ordinary. And now because of the internet and photo editing software, like it's not only beyond ordinary, it's beyond reality. Yeah. And so it's this super model idea. Yeah. Uh, that is from what I, from what you've explained to me, kind of tied to this idea of Fitzbo. Yeah. So help me understand this. Okay. This is, this is hard because uh, I really got into the Fitspo community on Instagram when I struggled with eating disorders, like when I was at like my rock bottom with eating disorders. And like I would go to hashtag Fitspo, has- hashtag Fitspo Instagram. And like I went under a lot of IG fitness, like pretty much the whole stereotypical fitness field on Instagram. And it was all so toxic. (laughs) And and I guess, like, the best way to explain it is it's all the stereotypical, like, you need to... (laughs) you need to work out no excuses like (laughs) perfect angles and like perfect bodies and like eat clean train dirty like you're a bad person (laughs) if like you do this and this and like these are the foods that you're allowed to eat these are the foods you can't eat like no sugar for 30 days like we're gonna do whole 30 here's another crash diet here's a juice cleanse here's a skinny tea like all of these diets and like when I was at my rock bottom with disordered eating I'm like I want to look like this person. Like I still want to lose 15 more pounds and I'm underweight. I lost Mm. my period. My hair's falling out. Like I am constantly irritable. I'm about to pass out 
at the gym and I'm still like, I need to lose 10 pounds and going, buying these skinny tees, um, through these people that aren't qualified. And I guess that's the big difference between what I feel like is fitspo and I guess like personal trainers in the real fitness field is fitspo. I feel like they don't really actually have qualifications or certifications to back up a lot of their stuff. It's just uh. almost marketing scams like skinny tea. You can look like this. The guy in, you know, South Africa that like is posting photos that aren't his like to get them to buy things that they don't need. And like I'm mm. sitting here 110 pounds and like that's super low for my height. Literally dying. Yeah, like literally dying and like crying myself to sleep because I'm so hungry, but I'm like, oh my God, like for dinner, I already had a basket of strawberries and a skinny tea. Like I can't eat anymore. And like, I would tie my legs together, barricade my door and like be so fucking terrified to eat because I thought that was the standard of beauty. And it's, I, I think it's super toxic and I feel like, people are starting to see that side of Instagram now and kind of call it out, including myself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's <laughs> in a short term, that's Fitspo. <laughs> it, it reminds me a little bit of like, um, well, the difference between counseling and coaching. There's a yeah. lot of coaches online who say a lot of things like, um, I mean, uh, I'm going to call people out and I'm going to get people mad at me. I'm going to get canceled again. <laughs> Again. Again. Yeah, you, you had to be there on on TikTok Live. I, I basically got canceled because they found out that I I don't watch Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. So it was a nice podcast. I'll see you later. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> exactly. And I was the one that called him out, and he was so frustrated. <laughs> it's reality. I'm not gonna hide from it. You know, you've made it if you've been canceled already. I, I know. I'm there. I'm there, guys. Uh, but, but it is that kind of difference between like a licensed mental health counselor and a coach, a coach, there's no certification, qualification, credentialing for coaching. There's a lot that has to be done in order to be a mental health counselor. And so I see a lot of coaches who give advice and it's really poor advice. You know, it sounds nice on the surface. It's very, uh, sound bite ish. It sounds good in a 30 second, 15 second post, but it's not, there's no long-term substance or positive long-term ramifications for that advice. Anyway, I get all up on my high horse, but it sounds like that's a big part of the difference between personal trainer and Fitzbo is like, it looks nice when it's airbrushed and photoshopped and it sells a lot of fake product, but it's not actual health advice. And that's where you kind of come in because you do have the training in personal trainer, understanding the body. And that's why I wanted you here, Joy, because you understand the body in a different way and you've had extensive training as far as like what's okay specifically you've talked to me a lot about stretching yeah and what dancers do when they stretch and you know you see these photos i see these photos of people who can like bend their legs backwards and in half and upside down <laughs> yeah. and i'm like i cringe a little bit but it's impressive and yeah. so well we talk about that like people try and mimic those photos yeah a lot of people especially with doing splits and stuff like that they have this like high you know if I can get my leg, you know, put a whole bunch of blocks and if I can do a split and put my leg on top of them, I, I'm so flexible, you know? And it's like, that is not the goal of stretching. That's not the goal of doing splits. The goal of doing 
stretching and splits and any other kind of stretch at all is to strengthen it. So that way you could, you know, for dancing, when you're running and leaping across the stage in a split, you want to have those muscles to pull up in your thighs and in the backs, you know, to hold it all the way up. And a lot of girls don't have that strength right there because they're just focusing on, oh, let me get as flexible as I can, but not as strong as I can, you know, so that I can get that photo. And so I'm really unique looking, but then when it comes down to it and they're dancing on stage, they're not as strong as the person who has been strength training. Well, you've seen so many people who try out for your companies in particular who can do those things, have an Instagram following, and then show up to a dance audition, and then they don't have the strength to back it up. It looks good in a photo, mm-hmm. but then they don't have the strength to back it up. They're not good dancers. Yeah. You can do all the editing in the world when you're you know, on Facebook and Instagram. You can yeah. even splice it together so it looks natural, but then when you get in front of people, you are just your genuine self, and you can't hide behind a camera anymore. So it's so much more important to work on, you know, your personality and your, you know, your essence in front of people than it is behind the camera. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and this is the same thing you're talking about. You know, it's, it's this idea of pushing beyond a natural limit. You know, sure, you can get down to 85, 95 pounds, but why? Like when we push beyond that natural limit of what's good for us, it does look unique because it'll kill you. Yeah. <laughs> like that's pretty unique, but what's what's the point in that? And a lot of people, well, I'm curious what your interpretation is of that. Like, why do people do that? I mean, for me, like personally, I, f- I feel like I'm just speaking for a lot of women just trying to reach like a standard of beauty. Um, for me, it was my obsessiveness with needing a flat stomach. Like as a kid, I was always bullied, um, for being like the chubby one and the fat one. And like, oh, you, you know, you're the fat twin and there's Mm. your sister who's a skinny twin. So like, I thought that people would treat me nicer and treat me better when like I lost weight because that's what they did to my sister. Like they... They put her on this pedestal like she's a skinny smart one and you know she's incredible and I'm like this fat <laughs> I'm the I just felt I don't know like if I could live up to that standard and I could have my body look more like that then people would like me more I guess and I would be more likable and I guess be more attractive um and it got really like dark though at times because I feel like people really complimented me when I was underweight and like they didn't recognize that they were complimenting my eating disorder I didn't realize they were complimenting my eating disorder like and they were like oh my god you've lost so much weight like you look so good and it's like oh my god I'm I'm the fitness girl now like I everybody knows me as the girl who lost weight the fitness girl the girl the girl who was overweight and now getting these fitness qualifications I need to live up to that standard and like I feel like after you reach a specific body shape it, it almost like you feel this need to live up to a standard mm-hmm. and, to, and it's so arbitrary because it's really to impress other people or to in I've come to realize like 
it's all about making yourself feel good and yeah. like as long as you feel good who gives a fuck what anybody else <laughs> Absolutely. <does>? like <laughs> I, I never cared about what people said about me in elementary school when yeah. they bullied me and wouldn't let me play tag with them because I was too fat to run or like oh, would like no kick way. me off yeah like yeah. I, I, I remember I wore the same skirt as this other like popular pretty girl in middle school and she got her friends to get uh mustard and ketchup and throw it all over my skirt so I had to go to the lost and found and no. cherry skirt because she didn't want to match with the fat ugly girl oh my and gosh. like there's stuff and it's like brutal. yeah kids are so mean and like I carried a lot of that to my adulthood thinking like man like I could make real good relationships if I just lose some weight like I just need to lose weight and my life will be cured and (laughs) girl that's not (laughs) that is not the way like I mean not that weight loss is bad but to an extent like it's about being healthy well I think the definition like in my head psychologically would be there's a huge difference between trying to align your identity with reality versus trying to align your identity with a concept and so when human beings get together you know human beings have this incredible innate ability to live life as if they're in the future they can kind of project a reality that they want to take place and then work toward making that projected reality an actual reality and so The problem is when you live in the future in a projection, you're living in fantasy. And sometimes that fantasy does not align with reality. And so the problem that I see a lot of times is people will come into my office and tell me about certain things they want or certain things they want to do or expectations that they have. And those expectations are wholly outside the realm of possibility because they've created something that doesn't exist. The problem then even deeper becomes when you create something that doesn't exist and try to align yourself with a fantasy, you then create an identity that's unattainable. Yeah. And so it's a real problem. I mean, imagine if you identify as something that is outside the realm of possibility. Well, you're going to continually be disappointed. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You're you're living in fantasy land and then any time something comes into your life that breaks you from that fantasy and forces you back into the real world you're going to be really depressed because you lose who you are as a person. And that's, that's crazy to me. Yeah. Do you see dancers do that too? Like just living outside the realm of possibility, um, creating this identity that's not really realistic. Absolutely. And I I think especially with social media, you know, being Mm. such a big thing in our lives right now, it's like all my students, you know, will look up to people who have incredible skills, you know, that have worked their entire lives to get those skills and they're less than half their age, you know, and they're tired and they're frustrated and they don't want to continue on because they're, you know, they want to be there already. And it's like, the truth is that a lot of my, you know, a lot of students, a lot of dancers might not ever get there, you know, because of body and what your body does. Like for me, I I always wanted to just, be able to do a split like oh my gosh my life would be made but my body is not flexible like that no matter how much I stretched and that's just that's how my body is and that's okay but a lot of them have this you know fantasy idealistic either how their body should look how you know they should dress what their body's going to do or what they should already be able to do with dancing and it, it does kind of 
make it distorted and a little less special. You know, it's like if you just kind of if you stay in the moment, you know, I'm, I'm very big on that, like just kind of trying your best to be in the moment and appreciate everything that's around you right now. And so if you are able to kind of disconnect and do that, you'll enjoy what you have so much more because you don't know that what you have right now, you know, maybe a younger dancer or a younger person is looking up to you being like, oh man, I wish I could do that right now. Mm. And they're going through the same things that you are. So if you can even kind of set the example, you know, and be that person of like, it's okay. You know, I don't have to have everything right now, but I'm going to be who I am right now. And I'm going to help the younger generation, you know? Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Well, and you know, I see that with, uh, with mental health too. Like if someone is actually able to be honest and realistic about the things they don't like about themselves and really fully embrace who they are in reality, those are the type of people that I see become the most successful is when you live in a world where you're comparing to something else, something arbitrary, something that's imagined, uh, it takes you out of living in the present and being honest with yourself about who you are and what things you can and cannot do. Mm -hmm. So I have a real problem, just the same with Fitzbo, I have a real problem with the mental health field and their uh, toxic positivity. You know, they, so many counselors will say, it's okay, you can do it. You know, you can do anything you set your mind to. That's not true. Yeah. <laughs> you cannot do anything you set your mind to. And that's a good what? thing. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I can't I, die. <laughs> I mean, and, and that goes in a lot of different directions. Like, I am very happy that it is not possible for someone to be 85 pounds and be healthy. Because nobody should do that. That's yeah. like saying, I drew a square circle. It's just nonsense. It's illogical. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, it's, it's baloney. So, you know, I've, shout out to, to my business partner, Zach Dodson. He's got this one that he says all the time. Um, whenever somebody says, oh, you can do whatever you set your mind to. He's like, no, I can't. He's like, I will never be a basketball player. He's, you know, a white uh, short guy. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's not, uh, well, he's not short, but, you know, he's of average height. He's not going to be no NBA professional player. Like that's not in his DNA. Now, he's amazing at a lot of other things. The way his brain works is incredible. The way that my brain works is different. The way that you are able to move your body with dancing is mm-hmm. wholly different and amazing. And the, what you do as a personal trainer has its own unique benefits. The successful story is if you can find out who you are and then figure out what that gives you the neat, unique opportunities to do. That's where real success comes from. And, and so many people think that being successful means that they just model themselves after somebody else who is successful. Mm-hmm. And that's that's just not the solution. So, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Yeah, for sure. Like, it, people don't embrace their unique qualities enough because they're so busy comparing themselves to others. And it's almost like you bash your unique qualities because it's like, oh my God, I'm not like this successful person or this other person. Mm-hmm. But man, like the things we could do with all of our uniquenesses I know like we have unlimited potential but it's like we only tap into such a little bit because you know we're looking at the what ifs and yeah you know the oh I wish but instead we're just like like I'm just like unleash the beast you know (laughs) (laughs) tap in (laughs) tap 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 (laughs) dance break yes (laughs) oh my (laughs) god 
<laughs> after this, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, but I think it, I think it raises uh, a good question, which is uh, okay. So 2021, then if we're kind of dismantling this idea of what success means, then how do we create an identity? How do we create motivation moving into a new year, which is whether we like it or not, a kind of a reset point and a time to reevaluate where we are and what we're doing. Um, what's your advice for motivation in your respective fields? That's a good question. Yeah. It's that's a deep a, question. That's, that's, that's a, a hard hitting one. I know. <laughs> that's a that's a I gotta sit here and muster a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe maybe I'll say something and and it'll jog your brain while you think. Um, but the one thing I've been talking about a lot right now is um, the difference between having a goal and creating an identity. It's very easy to set a goal and to say, you know, for 2021, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do 30 minutes of crunches every single day. Well, that's really nice and and cute, uh, but it's not realistic. And honestly, it's the wrong direction. You're creating a goal by saying 30 minutes of abs every single day. 30 minutes of abs every single day doesn't do anything. It's not going to help you. It might even hurt you. It's also not conducive for your brain. Your brain's not going to like making all that change. If instead you create for yourself an identity of something that you want to be, then you're going to have a lot more success driving toward that goal rather than just punishing yourself with 30 minutes of abs every single day. Let me give you an example, right? So the one thing I talked about is people always say, I'm going to run on the treadmill, which is also nice, dandy, and cute, but not realistic. (laughs) You know, if instead you create an identity of I'm the kind of person who cares for my physical health, you're gonna have a lot more success. So instead of worrying about how long you're running on the treadmill, if you just start to create a habit, I I said this in a TikTok video, of standing on your treadmill every single day for five minutes while you look at TikTok, you're gonna create for yourself an identity where you're comfortable around physical health equipment, right? You're comfortable Mm -hmm. around setting aside specific time to consistently create the identity of I'm someone who takes notice and care for my physical health instead of making an arbitrary goal of 30 minutes, an hour, whatever. I want to run three miles every single day. It just does nothing for you. And so creating that mindset shift of, I don't care about the goals, I care about the type of person I am, makes a huge difference for me. And I see a lot of success with those people that I work with. So I don't know, maybe that applies to your fields as well, but that's my thoughts on motivation from a psychological perspective. Mm -hmm. I think like you made a good point that focusing instead on where the goal is going to get you and more about how you feel when you're doing that because when you if you're standing on that treadmill and you're scrolling tiktok like most likely you're having fun while doing it so it's a lot more motivating when you can find something that you genuinely enjoy and i think that's a big part of what i preach is that what you're doing doesn't have to be miserable, like especially with exercise. And I'm sure you see with dancing, like it mm-hmm. even it can have structure, but it doesn't have to be like something that you dread every day. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't actually. Like, why would you stick to something that you don't look forward to every day? Exactly. Like, so I think it's so important to find 
something that resonates with you, but also I think that's a great idea. Just pairing it with something that does make you feel good. Like if you really want to commit to this treadmill, I have bad memories on the treadmill. So I'm like <laughs> flashback. <laughs> but if you want to commit to the treadmill, then like focus on how you're feeling. And yeah, I don't know, just what you get out of it feeling wise rather than, I don't know, calorie wise or body wise. Yeah, and I, I'm also preaching to myself here because I, you know, I very much struggle with that. It's like I feel like I should work out, you know, but it's like I never have the motivation. I never have the drive. I never want to, you know, but if I put on a really silly dance video on my TV and I do that for 15 minutes and making sure I get my heart rate up, yeah. I'm cracking up because I'm like, oh, I look so stupid right now. Like, like, but it's so much more fun. It makes it enjoyable. And there, I also love how like there are so many opportunities like nowadays for fun activity workouts. It's like you could even just dance wise, you could do Zumba. You could go take an adult class. Like there, I was a telling my you know i was telling jesse the other day on the switch i don't remember what it's called but it's like this ring thing yeah yeah like i want one so bad because yeah because it's like you hold it and it you're playing a game and what you do it happens in the game and so it's like a workout and i'm like i freaking love video games video games and working out like sign me up exactly it's genius so like i i don't believe in doing things just to do them it's like if you're enjoying things and you're enjoying life then that will also trickle over to other things in your life you know so yeah absolutely that's great advice and so you know it's it's about doing something that is sustainable long term not just doing something that's so far outside the norm because like that that's not the way the brain works you know it's like we get into routines and habits and so you know like like you've said, creating habits that pair with other habits that are going to make you happy and make you successful. Like that's going to be how you actually get something done. Not by trying to totally change things from the 31st to the first. Yeah. It's just not, it's not going to happen. Yeah, not only not realistic. Yeah. Not one day. <laughs> oh, one day. Oh man, we're speeding things up. <laughs> that's a lot of fit boutique. <laughs> to say about it i think i think people just need to be more realistic love it you know and and be nicer to themselves and it's so different than toxic positivity too because like toxic positivity is like lying to yourself about nice things real positivity is being nice to yourself about real things you know and so uh yeah like i'm not gonna play for the nba like it's not what i'm supposed to be doing yeah it's different Mm -hmm. so uh well it makes me think about you and your dancing how do you hmm, how do i say that how do you find or like really explore who you are personally instead of comparing yourself to other people? Like what is that journey of self-discovery like mm-hmm. in a way that is not toxically positive? You can be anything, mm-hmm. but is also positive in reality. 
Well, like, I, I'll, like, hone it into, like, my specific style of hip-hop. Like, I... My style, um, you know, everybody has their own style. It's, you know, it could be sharp, it could be groovy, it could be anything, you know, it could be very unique. Some people are very much the same, you know, people's choreography looks the same. I have really strived to create my own style that it's like when people see my choreography, they're like, that looks like joy, you know? So, and that's been really hard for me because in years past, um, I didn't know how to do that. So I would, you know, look up videos of people who I are inspired by. You know, I would look up Instagram and YouTube and just watch hours and hours of videos. And I would take like one move that I liked from each routine. And that would kind of create, you know, my next routine. And so doing that for a couple years kind of like helped me figure out how I like to move my body. You know, and so like it, it did take me a little bit because I didn't feel comfortable enough to be like, well, this move is weird, but let's put it in anyways. So it took me a couple of years to get mm. that like next hunch and me be like, now I'm extremely comfortable in my choreography style. And so like, I feel like I've even produced my best routine to date this year um, with my senior company because I just listened to the music and was able to just move for the first time without having to go back and like be like, oh, I'm not inspired. Let me let me try and, you know, make a move my own from somebody else. Yeah. And so I it was just all my own genuine movement. And that was very new for me, but it was also very freeing and like being able to do that. But it was it was mm. different. I liked it. It's, yeah. You yeah. stop second guessing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It also sounds like there's for you a big difference between uh, inspiration and replication. Like yeah. You don't mm-hmm. replicate or reproduce something that somebody else has done, but by gaining information from what they've done, it allows you to deeper explore who you are Absolutely. as an artist. Absolutely. And a lot of people, I mean, people do different things. So a lot of people will see a style and be like, oh, I love how they move. I am now only going to move that way. And so they, you know, you'll see a lot of people who have very similar styles and you can't tell who choreographed it, you know, because they have replicated and taught themselves and taken classes from just these one or two people to, you know, define how they move. And it's like, I was very much against that because it's like, I want to take from everything. You know, it's like, I want to see what moves, you know, sparked joy in me Mm. you know and me be like watching something and be like oh i loved that and then so now i take that and i don't want to repeat it i want to try and see what i can do differently but also sparks that same reaction of joy in me Mm. it makes a lot of sense and it's like a pun too like it sparks joy in you like i just like spark myself (laughs) oh there's me Does that same kind of thing happen in the fitness community and with personal trainers or is Um, there a different kind of application of that to your world? It's kind of similar, actually. Like, I feel like um, personal trainers all kind of have their different um, niches, like in Mm -hmm. different areas they specialize in. And I've definitely bounced around over what kind of personal trainer I am. Like, I guess what style personal trainer I am in... For a while, it was just like, I'm the personal trainer that's been through a lot of shit. Yeah. And I know what, I, girl, I got you. I know what it's like. Which um, is a great niche, too. Which yeah. is great. And I feel like I've actually come back to that. Like, I started as that. 
And then I started working um, with this guy who was really big into corrective exercise. And uh, I learned a lot from him. Like, and I trained my clients like that for a while, like posture correction. And I still do, like, because it is very important in day-to-day life. Um, but I realized, like, the same, it was very, like, same structure all the time. I was getting so bored, and it's like, I want to I wanna get creative. Like, mm-hmm. my favorite thing ever was being that, like, really goofy, annoying group exercise instructor at UCF that was, like, <laughs> wild. Like, people thought I was crazy. You know, like, I, if, if I didn't have enough people in my class my class was not going to get canceled. I walked out of the class. I asked the basketball players, like, get in my class. Let's yes. do 30 minutes of core. And I got three people getting there. And, yes. like, these guys who look super buff are dying in my core class. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm such a baller. And, like, I feel like I have kind of come back to that now where after experimenting with corrective exercise and weight loss and um, some people are into bodybuilding and uh, power lifting and I've tried almost everything I've found the body positive community and it's like yeah. I we train for non-aesthetic purposes or like more than aesthetic purposes I should say yeah. and it's it's all about how you feel and feeling good in your body and it's like just having fun with it like I've gotten so creative over these past like couple years just being confident in who I am and I feel like it's very similar to what you were saying like I've picked up some of the styles Mm -hmm. that but I've made my own twist with it because it's like I can get creative now and like I can be confident in my message you know like I don't compare myself and trying those other I guess different styles felt like I was trying to fit into this box that I just didn't belong into. Like it was almost suffocating. Like, and once I broke out of that box and found, I guess it really helped finding a community, Mm. like feeling like I wasn't just super, I wasn't crazy and I wasn't out there and I wasn't like, well guys, like I would talk to myself in the group classes. Like, and I mean, I was a little like, um, but, um, I think, I'm becoming more confident in that and then just embracing it and finding a community that's also like that. Like, we don't give a shit of what you think of us. We're going to be goofy. We're going to do our own thing. And you're going to come to us because you like that energy. And it's uh, just attracted so many clients who are looking for that. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny because, like, <laughs> I, I am that person that you were just talking about. I am that obnoxious crazy like saying the weirdest crap like in my classes because my my kids come in with like the stress of the day and they're they're so somber and they have all these expectations on their shoulders and then they come into my class I'm like all right guys let's do weird stuff and we're just like let's move your body like this and they're like just staring at me like why why I don't want to do that (laughs) And I'm like, but my saying, I've said it my whole career of teaching is if you feel stupid, you're doing it right. And I hold so much power to that because it's like, it could be literally anything. Apply it to most things. I won't say all, but (laughs) most things. But it's like, you have to get out of your box sometimes, you know, to just be free, you know, there. And I was even listening to you talk. You know, because they're, and and you, Jesse, as well, because there's so much, like, either 
there's a lot of like, even if it's negative kind of positivity, there's a Mm. lot of positivity when it comes to like fitness and therapy. And I was just sitting here thinking, and I have yet to see a positive dance, like social outlet, like social media outlet. Really? Is this the genesis of Joy's social media? This might be, this this might be the blossom of the flower. It is December 31st, 2020. Yeah, I was just sitting here thinking and I'm like, I, I am constantly on the internet searching for that, not even really knowing that I was searching for that. Mm. And I know that my kids are always looking, you know, at the videos and I'm watching dance videos as well, but everything in the dance community is so comparison, so much like, like this is the job, you know, like you're fighting for that job. So if you're not the best, you're not good enough, you know? So it's always you're trying like to me dance mom flashbacks. Here. Yeah. Like, like it's, it's always like, you know, trying to one up each other. It's not a community. Mm-hmm. So I, I love like break dancing communities and like freestyle jams because that is a community yeah. and they lift each other up, but that's not anywhere on social media. Like that, because that it's so pure. And so they want to keep it that way, I'm sure. But like, uh, that would be a great idea to kind of, I don't know how that would work yet, but well, starting something positive. Yeah. Well, cause no one's done it. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what, that's what gets me so much with this replication versus, uh, finding your true identity. Um, you know, nobody danced like Michael Jackson until Michael Jackson danced like Michael Jackson. Yeah. Nobody like was Arnold Schwarzenegger till Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? And, you know, Thomas Edison didn't have a light bulb to look at his schematics of the light bulb because he was the one inventing the damn thing. (laughs) And so, you know, we all go through our lives trying to, well, idolizing and trying to replicate those who have already been rather than recognizing that we have the potential to be something that never has. Yeah. Which is pretty pretty incredible if we could understand and accept that each of us has the potential and the opportunity or the gift of being something that's never been before. But we all too often get caught up into, you know, me with hypnotherapy, the trance of just being in that rut of replicating what's already been done. And so I feel like so many people lose out on the opportunity and potential of real, I mean, real joy, but also real pain of the process of self-development. You know, Jung calls it self-actualization, where we can be something that has never happened up until this point. And that's really the gift that we each have to give humanity if we're only aware enough to press into that and brave enough to accept the difficulty that that is. Because that's, I mean, that's where progress is coming from. Yeah. And so, well, I just thought, yeah, that's some good motivation. Mic drop. Get yeah. it. <laughs> Get it. <laughs> well, you heard it here. The evolution of Joy's first foray Yay! into social media. <laughs> the wise words of wisdom from Redemptive Rebecca. Uh, well, Rebecca, where can they find you on the internet? How can they sign up for your online class? Uh, you can find me at Redemptive Rebecca pretty much any social media, Instagram. TikTok. <laughs> I'm trying to catch up to Jesse, so help me out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you go to my Instagram or uh, TikTok, you'll be able to find links there. 
and you can join my virtual group trainings where we focus all about feeling good in your body and working out at home so you're not around covid in the gyms yes 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 yeah so yeah have you figured out a name for yours joy where where should people find you i mean i i have a tiktok and i have an instagram but is that the one you're going to use probably i don't know plug it all right (laughs) um you can find me on instagram and it's at joy underscore lion underscore um <laughs> but lion is spelled l-y-o-n like my husband <laughs> yes. um and then on tiktok i am at the dot lioness love it Lion. and of course Awkward. you can find me like <laughs> <laughs> joy, joy is the mascot for the lion household <laughs> she she's the spunk that keeps it all going <laughs> Keep it together too. I Hell know. yeah, they yeah. do. <laughs> Shout out to Miko Suna. <laughs> Love it. Uh, and you can find me obviously anywhere uh, at Lion Mental Health L Y O N. Um, and if you have any thoughts for the podcast, let me know. You can send me a message through my website, lionmentalhealth.com, and we'd love to host any of those comments. Or especially if you want to get in touch with Joy or Rebecca for what they're doing. Uh, just let me know. I'd love to make that happen. Thank you both for being here. This has been great. Yeah, uh, yeah. Any any closing thoughts to, to to leave people with? Don't be afraid to be truly yourself. That's Ev- good. Everybody will love you. Well, actually, that's a lie. People Not will probably all hate you. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say everybody will probably hate you, but you'll be happy. <laughs> but Don't be afraid to be hated. Yeah, because you will get haters no matter what you're doing. Love like haters. sometimes yeah. haters are like a good thing. It's like you know you're going in the right direction. Yeah, like, exactly. Cool. <laughs> you missed Joy's head bob while she said, "Uh, uh, uh." Pass it up. Well, thank you all for joining. We'll catch you again next time. Peace. This episode of the Tripping Off Podcast was sponsored by HD Counseling. They are truly the future of therapy, with a network of over 30 therapists in the Orlando and Winter Park area who each specialize in different mental health topics. They provide the care and empathy needed to truly change your life. What makes them unique is that each therapist runs their own business under the cooperative of HD Counseling. So no matter what you're going through, you will receive an independent, highly motivated therapist who will care and empower you to create change in your life. Even if you are outside the Orlando area, every therapist offers telehealth sessions to anyone in the state of Florida. Find your perfect therapist at www.hdcounseling.com. They are committed to your growth. Tripping Off is produced in partnership with Trauma-Focused Hypnotherapy. If you are interested in understanding more about the unconscious mind or you're looking to get certified as a hypnotherapist yourself, you can find all the information you need at www.traumafocusedhypnotherapy.com. Many therapists and clients are leaving behind more traditional therapy and opting for hypnotherapy due to the radical changes that take place in just a short period of time. Where other therapies only talk about the problem, hypnosis allows the client to experience change, then take this experience with them into their lives for a true transformation.